0: ...before I was picked up by the breeding centre. Knocking at the door. Old forms from another age. A lost world. Come in. My voice still startles me. Did I always sound like this? Afternoon, ma'am. The orderly delivers lunch. Picks up the breakfast tray. I notice a little cupcake on the corner with a lit candle. Your last day, right? Yes. Babyface. Too young. He tries his best charming smile. Maybe I'll see you around on the outside. Not very subtly, he messages me his ID, along with my copy of the receipt for today's meals. In my head, the packet includes a little attachment. My, he is confident about his body. Maybe. I wonder how many women give him a call afterward. Well, bye then, Miss Dempsey. I don't want to eat any more. Should have gotten up earlier instead of putting off breakfast. I make myself eat the salad. I spear and consume every bit of lettuce and drink the last mouthful of chickenish broth. The behavioralist will notice if I don't. A hot shower makes me feel marginally more alive. Almost scalding hot. I try to enjoy the water crashing down on me until the system automatically cuts it off when I have hit today's limit. A wireless transmission through the implant authorizes a debit to my accounts, and I indulge in a half hour more, until my fingers and toes wrinkle up. The hospital towels are coarse. In the mirror, there I am, thinking of the past, and the device in my head. Behind the wall constructed by the meds, emotions are boiling up seeping through. I need, desperately. Need what? Maybe nothing. Maybe it's just neurotransmitters pinging off each other in my head. But real or not, despair is bubbling up through the artificial calm. I resort to the one memory that has always been a comfort to me. That first moment after waking from the neural augmentation. The neural implant is a web of nanoscale threads spread through the brain. The bulk of it forms a dense network on the outer surface of the skull. Through an X-scanner, it looks like a flower, blooming from a stem rooted at the base of the brain, close to the chiasma of the optic nerve, with silvery transmitter petals that open up over the skin of the face. Pre-Sytec, the closest analogue, is working with a computer which is still how pre-implant children do their homework, access the nth web, entertain themselves. The implant, too, is a computer, except that the control devices are not manipulated with the hands. The CPU is part of the brain, responding to thoughts rather than key presses and button clicks. Instead of being displayed with a monitor and speakers, the information is written into the mind and onto the senses. It is a constant passenger, linking me to a larger world. Data, communications, and perfect memory recall, all just a thought command away. There is a qualitative difference before the device is implanted, when memories are blurry and fluid, and after, when they become concrete and immutable. They can be accessed in slow motion, or fast forward, or searched with database queries. The stimuli of the senses are preserved in perfect slices, with a clarity that will never diminish as the years separate me from them. The transition between merely human recall and enhanced experience is sudden. Automatic scripts take over my bodily functions, lock my nerves, and prepare me for full re-immersion. I go back to that when, to that me. I have my implant. Looking in the mirror, my eyes are itching and a little red, and I think I will cry. Not that I was very pretty before the surgery, but I was hoping for something... cuter than what I got on my face. There's too much chrome. I touch my reflection. There is a metallic eye drawn on my forehead, and under my eyes, following the edges of my cheekbones, are a pair of flattened triangles that start just to the sides of my nose and spread out towards my temples. My lips